Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's Bonjour Bitch episode, where we'll be discussing social expectations with the wonderful Marlene Marie, a model and aspiring actress. Hi, Marlene. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's get started. Whereabouts did you grow up and where is your family from? So I grew up in Peterborough. I was born in Reading, um, but my mom originally is full Punjabi. So she's she's British, but her parents from India. And then my dad, he is um, full Italian, but he's also British. So his family are born in Italy. Okay. Yeah. And so when did, so your mom was born in the UK? Yeah, she's British, yeah. And so they were both very heavily influenced from their cultures of origin as well, although they Um, were born in the UK. Yeah, it's such an, it's quite an interesting story, actually, because my mum, even though she's from a Punjabi background, um, she left home at quite a young age when she was 17. Okay. So she broke away from those like cultural um, expectations that um, she probably would have had if she stayed. And my dad, even though his parents are born in Italy, they moved to Britain quite early. So he's very British, even though he's Italian. Okay. So yeah, even though they're from two different sides of the world, they're both quite British, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does, (laughs) absolutely. And so you were, were you brought up in a multi-faith household? So yeah, this is, people always ask me this question because obviously my dad's family are like Catholic and then my mum's family are Sikh because most Punjabis are from Sikhism. But when my mum did leave home, she she took on more of a British culture. Therefore, she she genuinely didn't believe in the teachings of Sikhism. So when me and my sisters were a bit younger, we did sit down with her and we were like, mum, what are we? Because like everyone had religions in school. And I, I remember everyone used to ask me, like all the Asians, like, oh, are you Hindu or are you Sikh or are you Muslim? And I... I think I, I came to a point in my life where I actually really wanted to be something. Yeah. I think you do when you're when you're young. You do. I really wanted to like pick one. Um, and obviously everyone's influencing me like, oh, you should be this. Or <laughs> why don't you look at that? Um, so I asked my mom, I was like, mom, what religion are we? Because I'm a bit confused. And it was really lovely. She, I remember she sat down with me and my dad and my sisters. She goes, you're very lucky because we're going to teach you today that everyone is practicing different things but for the same reason so she said to me and this is what i go by in my life i i go by my consciousness sounds really strange but i believe that my mum taught me that wrong and right depends on your consciousness and that was given from god so we don't have a religion we just believe in like being a good person and it's worked out really well because me and my sisters are really really nice (laughs) Good parents, but yeah. I agree with you. And we were brought up uh, in a non-religious home. Yeah. So our mum wasn't a particular religion, um, and our dad was brought up in the Catholic faith. But they decided that they wanted us to have the freedom to choose what we wanted to be. Yeah. Because they believed that 
you can't necessarily impose on a child a certain religion. It's most often a baby, a certain religion. And it actually enabled us to want to learn more about different mm. religions and understand why behind them. And, you know, there were phases, especially when I was a teenager or a young adult, where I was like, oh, actually, I'm, I might think of converting to this or mm. I might think of converting to that. And actually... I don't want to convert to anything because I feel that I don't need a label in mm. order to say, oh, you, you now have a certificate that you are from this religion or we recognize you particularly. I, I believe in destiny. Mm. I believe things happen for a reason, but I don't feel that I need to label it with something. And I feel that, you know, whatever I feel in my heart is what is right for me. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because I haven't met many people with the same like ideology as me. But it is right, like you know what's wrong and you know what's right. And yeah. for me, I didn't want to be labeled either. And it came to a point when I thought, I don't actually have to pick one. And if I would no, be picking one, no. it's because I'm feeling like, it's because I have to, because everyone else, else yeah. has a religion. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's quite lovely. It's, I've, it, it makes me feel that I can, you know, when we travel, I can go into a mosque and appreciate it the same way that I can a temple or a church or any other religious building. Mm. I, I will feel the spirituality that it has, but in my own way. Yeah. And it just makes me happy. But I understand, yeah, explaining it to some people is quite difficult. Yeah, I remember I was telling everyone, like, they're like, oh, so where do you pray? And I'm like, well, I actually went to the temple last week and then I visited the mosque, like, trying to explain this to, like, children when I was younger. They were yeah. really confused. But it is so beautiful that you can walk into any, like, religious institution and feel God everywhere and anywhere. Because my mum always told me, like, these institutions, they are man-made and God is everywhere. You can just pray and talk to him in your room, in your bedroom you don't have to go somewhere to feel like you're connecting with him mm -hmm. so yeah it's that was how I was brought up interesting well, we've completely deviated but <laughs> very interesting topic anyway do you regard being multicultural as an advantage um in what sense the fact that you're different to people that maybe wouldn't would be monocultural right. do you regard it as an advantage a disadvantage I think it's be. I think when I was younger, I, I felt like it was a disadvantage because I didn't fit in. Like I didn't fit in. I, I I felt because I'm quite tanned. I felt more Asian than Italian, and especially my peer group. I grew up with a lot of Asians around, um, and they were all my friends. But it came to situations like Diwali and festivals, and I did not fit in. Like I always used to get really sad about it because I just didn't fit in. And they they used to realise as well. Like I'm not actually very culture, cultured yeah but then when I used to try and hang out with my English British peers they didn't fully accept me either because I my norms and values were a bit different than theirs them I, I still had very strong Asian norms and values but without the culture so it's so hard to fit in have any friends yeah. when I was younger like I think I had like I ended up being friends like two like mixed race girls and like we just stuck together so that was I always saw it as a massive disadvantage when I was when I was growing up but when I got older and understood and you start to like connect people that are very similar to yourself as you uh. get older and everyone's a bit more mature when it comes to these things. Now I see it as a massive, massive advantage because because I model, I model a lot in like the British Asian industry. So I do loads of bridal wedding pictures, yeah. um, bridal catwalks because they like girls that look Asian. 
Um, I look like kind of Asian, so they like that, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but you also look kinda. quite Italian as well. I get also, I get like Lebanese, Arabic, Italian, Oh, uh, yeah, I could Indian. see that, yeah. Also, but that, that's, what, that's a massive advantage in like my line of work. Yeah. But I think the biggest advantage I feel is when I go to like a shoot and I meet like Asian makeup artists or stylists and I'm really chatty like I try and dig out their whole life story <laughs> like where do you come from are you married <laughs> and like they really open up to me because they feel like they can connect with me because I'm Asian and because I'm from a mother who left her culture expectations I can really understand them so like it's a massive advantage advantage to me being multicultural because I really understand them and advise them without any biased biasy involved yeah so yeah that I think that's the biggest blessing and like I I really love helping women in tough situations out because I know what my mum went through and how brave she was to like get away from that mm. and I'm like my mum's voice like spreading this message to all these women <laughs> that are like stuck in tough situations because of their expectations yeah but I'm I feel so blessed that I can help people that's amazing and growing up what pressures, if any, did you feel from your family? Oh, none. My mum didn't put any pressure on me. Yeah, my my dad left when I was four. Okay. Um, my mum, she when I was when I was younger, she we did pageants. So she was like, she wanted to be a beauty queen. She was, she still is so beautiful. I always used to take pictures like so extra. Like if my mum got a camera out, I'd create a scene and like put my hand on my hip, and my mum would <laughs> look at me like, what is she doing? <laughs> like. What have I created? <laughs> but if I told my mom tomorrow, like, even if I told her I want to be a stripper, she would, because she knows me and my brain and she really trusts me, she supports anything and everything that I do. Yeah, so I didn't have any expectations as long as she just wanted me to obviously get an education and be independent. And Do you think she was that way with you because she had so many expectations placed on her by her parents? Oh, 100%. She... My mum, she is quite a crazy story, but I'm I, I'm planning to and in the process of writing a book about my mum's that's story. That's amazing. Because when I tell someone the story, it's so crazy. They're like, that's not it's not even normal, like the situation, and it's quite um, empowering. So they tried. My mum's parents, um, they're from India. Yeah. They tried to arrange my mum's marriage when she was like seventeen to a guy in Germany who was like 35 or 36. Wow. Yeah, and they had like a business transaction where like they would pay him to take her. So my mum left and she never went back again because she just couldn't understand why her mother would be able to do that to her. Yeah. So that was the story, but <clears throat> because of that now, she gives me so much freedom. Like she wants me to, if I don't want to get married, I don't have to get married. She doesn't put that, that's a massive stress on Asian girls to, you need to get married. Yeah. That's not on me. She just wants me to be happy. That's amazing. Yeah. But I think what's also very empowering for you is, you know, the fact that yes, your mother isn't imposing any of these social expectations mm. or cultural expectations on you but she is making you aware of the ones that were placed on her. Yeah. So you're able to realize how lucky you are in a way compared yeah. to other girls that maybe, you know, when, within your same situation, actually have those expectations and yeah, have definitely. to go through with these things still nowadays as well. 
But my mum was strict though. She was so strict. <laughs> she still was like, the Asian used to come out of, of her sometimes. Like she she was strict when it came to boys. Like, But like, strict for your own good. Yeah, so we, she, she empowered us and like gave us really strong norms and values of what it is to be a woman. But there was no cultural expectation. So I had it, I, looking back now, I thought I had it hard, but... I actually had it really good. <laughs> yeah, hindsight is a great thing, honestly. Yeah. You always look back and you think, oh, they were so mean when I was a teenager and everything. But then you look back and you're like, actually, I think they she did taught a good me, job. She taught me to be her best friend. Like, I was my mum's best friend. If I had a boyfriend, even if I was 16, she would, if I wanted to go out late at night with him, she was like, no, we're Indian. I was like, mum, we're only Indian when you pick. This doesn't make sense. But she would want to meet him. So like, she had the trust there as long as like she saw him and he came to her house and he respected her then she knew that he could be respected yeah. too and I, I could be trusted so yeah I think she she brought us up being her best friend it was amazing that's yeah amazing. that's how I definitely want to like bring my children up Obviously, you've said that you, so you were brought up in the UK and yeah. with your parents, both born in the UK, but from different origins. Yeah. Do you feel that you received or you picked up any Mediterranean influence, any Indian influence in your upbringing? My stepdad is like Grenadian and Scottish. So he's mixed race. So it gets <laughs> even more complicated. <laughs> So when my mum was growing up, when she left home, she she came from Birmingham. Yeah. So she mixed heavily within like Afro-Caribbeans and like she loves reggae and like hip hop. So growing up, I was so, I was like, right, my mum looks Indian. My dad's not around, but my stepdad is mixed race. And we listen to Bob Marley every day. <laughs> this is really confusing, <laughs> but it was amazing. But do you feel that you have a longing to learn more about your Mediterranean and Italian culture? Or is it something that you haven't explored yet? So yeah, I went to, I think it was starting two years ago now. I went, I purposely joined a modeling agency in India. And it was like such a personal thing to me because I wanted to go out there and like see where my mum came from, like originally and like experience it. Like growing up, she she taught us loads of Indian words and like she's cooked curry all the time. So like I, I got, I was a little bit Indian. Um, but I just wanted to go out there to experience it more in depth. And when I went out there, I felt so Indian. Like I was on oh, my people. Like I just felt so at home and like their warmth and their culture was so like amazing to see and experience. And then this year, my birthday, my other half, he took me um, to Italy, which was like the first time I'd ever been. Um, because I think he knew how much I wanted to go there and like experience that side of my culture too. Yeah. And we went to Venice, that was quite, interesting they were all very grumpy there like I was like oh my god <laughs> the men were very angry but yeah then I went there and I felt well Italian I was like oh my pee I'm so Italian it's like it's just I feel both where was your family's where was your father's family originally from in Italy Venice Venice yeah as well. that's okay. why I went that's so mm. nice so yeah, it's, I just, I'm like a chameleon. I just kind of like mix in with everyone. I think it's that thing as well, you know, when we were discussing it earlier, that when you're brought up in a country, but yet your origins are from elsewhere as well, a bit like I was brought up in Switzerland, mm. but with English, Austrian, Spanish, French origins, you sort of feel at home everywhere, yet mm. nowhere at the same time. 
it's it's a weird feeling but it means that i don't know about you but wherever i travel to i feel quite at ease mm. and it doesn't disturb me and i'll adapt very happily to any situation yeah no definitely i just i felt really i think it was a big thing i had to do in my life to go to both places yeah and, and be there because i think i feel like really completed now that i've been to both and like experienced both would you cultures. go back to both either? I probably won't go to Venice again because they were so angry There's there. loads of other beautiful places in Italy. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I lived in Florence for a year and it's really, really stunning there. People are Florence. really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's I would definitely want to probably see, venture out and see like a different side of Italy. And because yeah. I think Venice is very touristy. It is. You don't actually experience the culture as much and like the Italian families and like everyone and the community. Because everyone in Venice is very like, buy my things. So yeah, it was, it's very touristy. Yeah, very touristy. And India, I think I was there for like six months. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was there for quite a long time. I would go back, but I don't think anytime soon. Because I would probably rather explore somewhere new Amazing. at the moment. What was your family's opinion when you chose to become a model and an actress? So I've been modeling for a long time. And my mum has always been my biggest fan. Like, I think when I was younger, I wasn't even that pretty, to be honest. And she still, like, gassed me up so bad. She was like, no, you got this. And I probably didn't. <laughs> she, like, helped me, like, create my first portfolio when I was 16. She used to, like, take me to, like, agencies when I was younger. Mm. She really supported me. And she knew that I was quite brainy as well. So she said, like, as long as you do this and you go to uni and you do both, I'm happy. So that's what I did. So she was super supportive. Like she's got every magazine I've ever done, like preserved, like we're not allowed to Aww, touch them. Proud mum. So, and she's so embarrassing. Like even if the milkman comes or like the grocery man, she'll be like, my daughter is an international model, you know? I'm like, mum, I'm not international. <laughs> like that's so embarrassing. Sometimes <laughs> it's embarrassing what? when mums do that. It's like- She says to everyone, like people, surrounding people. It's like I, I horse ride and my mom sometimes, if somebody says that she meets is a rider and sometimes these are professional riders and she'll be like, oh, my daughter's a very good rider. And I'm like, no, cut it out. I'm not that good. These people do this for a living. Like, yes, I can jump on a horse, but like, no, I'm not that good. Like they're going to have but these- But we know we're going to do this to our children yes. too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, of course, obviously. Our kids Aww. will be the best. And then when it came to meeting and obviously choosing your partner, what was your family's opinion? Uh, I think my partner planning in the past has been quite a rocky experience. Um, <laughs> I found it so hard to like find the right person for me because when I grew up, when I was younger, I think a lot of Asian boys really liked me because I was half and it's quite exotic. But I think the cultural differences between our mentality and way of thinking just wasn't going to work because I modeled as well. So like sometimes I have to model in my lingerie or whatever I have to wear. And and culturally, I can't see like a Punjabi boy saying to his mom, like, this is what my girlfriend does. Mm. And, then, and I just, I was with someone for about maybe two years. And yeah. that's why we broke up because he expect he just wanted me to change and like, changed my job and because of his family's sake and I completely respect and understand that but I just wasn't the right girl for him yeah so I had to break that up and then I I, I tried to date more like British guys and some of them I just like I have a lot of norms and values so like I don't like going clubbing all the time like I've quite matured quicker 
probably than I should have because of the way I've been brought up and I just couldn't see us working out either so it's just been really difficult but then I met someone recently we've been together a year now and he is three quarters British or in English and one quarter Bengali so I was like ah. yes another one <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah so he he's been brought up really british um but he looks like he's got my skin tone like when i first saw him i kind of thought like you look like my mix like, it was very strange it was very it was very nice actually and because he models and he is a full-time actor he really understands my industry and i think being with me i've kind of like i think together we've kind of dabbled a bit more into our asian side yeah like together so it's really, really nice. That's and nice. He, it's something you can discover together then. Yeah. It's, and it's, I bring out like this, this Asian side to him that he never knew was there. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and so has he, obviously he's never struggled to understand your mixed background either because you have the mix. But does the fact that he's a quarter Bengali and you're half Punjabi, does that, is there anything different? Because obviously they're both Indian. But is there any difference in between the two? I think there is. I think if a Punjabi was to like marry a Bengali, I think there would probably be some cultural tension between families. But because he's been brought up so British and so have I, between us two, there's no, no problem. Yeah. Like at all. His mum's amazing. Like my mum's awesome. There's no problem. And does your mum yeah. love him? Yeah, she's met, how many times? She, I think she's met him like twice. And she, it's the first guy I ever like introduced her to that she oh. actually said, I like him. Like she's That's never said that That's always a good sign. Before. I was like, yes. I was like, can we just get married tomorrow, <laughs> please? <laughs> well, the, the question's been asked. You get a move on. Oh, I already asked him like the other night, to be honest. <laughs> he did say yes. I don't know if that was official. Oh, oh it's no, a leap it's year as well. <laughs> So it's your chance to ask us. He has no choice. (laughs) Back to modelling and acting. Um, So do you think that being multicultural and looking multicultural as well, do you think it's helped you get jobs or do you think it's stopped you from from getting jobs? I think when you don't get a job, at a, anyway you're going to blame it on something subconsciously like I could blame it on like oh maybe like for example when they do makeup campaigns they usually yeah. look for a girl that's like they like to do like ethnic diversity now it's like um, a Chinese girl an English girl Afro-Caribbean girl and like a Latino girl yeah so sometimes when I, when I in, in the past and I've been bitter like I'll admit sometimes I feel like damn like I don't look Asian enough like I don't look Indian enough to take on like the Indian role but I'm not, I don't look Spanish enough to take on that role. So I probably won't get any like cosmetic brands, um, campaigns. But I came back from Thailand and I came back really brown and I like landed one. So I think they wanted me as like the Latino girl. <laughs> so I was like, yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, but I don't think, I think you could see it as a negative. Like I don't look Indian enough, but on the flip side, I can get roles for like Hispanic or a lot of people think I look Arab. Yeah. So it's actually opened up a whole kind of worms for me yeah. so it's a massive advantage and then tell me a little bit more how do you see your industry evolving so we spoke about it a bit that now there's more and more that need for you know people are paying more attention to 
casting mm. diverse girls and including, you know, different colors, shapes, sizes, etc. Do you think it's going to become more and more common? Yeah, hundred percent. I remember when I was, I went to, I wanted to be a model when I was younger, and I went somewhere to like create a portfolio, and they gave me model advice, and and they, and I was so thin. They were giving me advice like, oh, you need to lose your love. They said to me, you need to lose your love handles because you're Indian. I was so offended. I was like, first of all, I'm not even old enough to have love handles. And I'm only half Indian, I have you. <laughs> so what are you on about? So back then, I think the industry was a lot tougher yeah. like, in terms of what you needed to look like. I was so skinny. I couldn't believe they're asking me to lose more weight. But now, like, I'm a lot more toned and like, I've got a bit more meat on me and I feel much more confident like going into my castings like this. There's girls out there that are like curve models that look amazing and like, they want to incorporate a lot of like real women um so it's put a lot less pressure especially on me on what i look like ethnically or physically yeah obviously i do want to keep in shape and because that's my job i want to be like the best version i can of myself but yeah the change is happening like you've probably seen like you can see all the billboards and advertisements everywhere everywhere so everyone's and I, I just stare at these women like wow she's so beautiful because she's so so relatable yeah and that's i think that's for me as well the big thing is that you know yes fine i'm you know white woman with brown hair but i'm a certain size i'm not a size six and i'm not super tall and Mm, i'm not either petite and i think it was that thing of i never really felt that i could relate yeah you know to blonde blue-eyed white woman on a cover of a magazine makes you feel depressed well it just makes you feel as if you know it's you don't belong Mm. or whatever they're trying to sell as much as you would maybe want it it isn't aimed at you Mm. and i think more and more with you know campaign ad campaigns from um, boots and dove and all of these other companies that are starting to be really inclusive and doing it in a more natural way compared to for example united colors of benetton where it was just literally like people of all shades of color just standing there i also think you know all those adverts for women doing sport and you know that woman can and all these different things of all shapes and sizes and colors and types and everything it's just really refreshing and you think oh actually yeah yeah, this is this is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's great. Women can do this. Yeah, sure. And this is the first time in my like life and like my experience in modeling. This is the first year I've gone into like castings and taken like my new professional pictures with like zero makeup on. Like in the past, you, everyone's got imperfections even if you are stunning. There's been tiny things I probably would have hidden or I didn't yeah. like or angles of my face. Like one of my tooth is like in front of the other one and I've got like moles all over my face or whatever. And then now when I go to take my test shoots, they're like, we want to see all of that. Like, we want to see all your freckles, your moles, your, we love the way your tooth is overlapped. Like, your eyebrows are well messy. We love it. And I'm <laughs> like, wow, this is great. I, I feel so much more confident walking out the house with no makeup on now yeah. than I ever have done before. So in some strange way, modeling has actually made me more confident Yeah, than it probably would have ever done, like, say, 10 years ago when yeah. I started. It's time for the Bitch Fire Round. 
Well, listen, thank you so much for chatting with us. Oh, thank you. We're going to end on um, what we call the bitch fire question round. Okay. So I will give you two options Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll let you answer. And the more we go along, the quicker it'll get. Okay. So the first example is dog or cat? Cat. Netflix or Prime? (laughs) Netflix. Bath or shower? Bath. ASOS or Zara? Zara. Sweet or savory? Both. (laughs) (laughs) with a very dreamy face coffee or tea coffee winter or summer summer city or countryside oh i want to say oh uh mm, city my boyfriend will be so disappointed (laughs) vintage or new vintage instagram or twitter instagram amazing and on that (laughs) note what's your social handle my Instagram handle is MarleneMarie10. And so thank you very much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to chat about all of this with you and listen to us very soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode and please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches. Au revoir, bitches.